Hey everyone, welcome into 2024. In today's episode, we will be discussing personal somatic release using essential oils. Don't forget to like, share, follow, and subscribe to our podcast. And of course, stick around to the end for our scoop of the day. And my friends, while you're here, we invite you to leave us an honest review on Apple Podcast at the end of this episode. It's free and it would mean the world to us. Welcome to the Essential Oil Scoop, where we serve up real talk with real results. Get ready to explore the incredible world of essential oils and how they transform your daily wellness. I'm Vicki Labrilla, and this is my co-host, Sarah Sipo. With over 22 years of collective essential oil knowledge and experience, we are well-equipped to bring you the best tips and tricks for all your needs to live life to the fullest. So join us as we dish out the juicy scoop to a healthier, happier you. It's time to elevate your life. Tune in and let's dive deep into the realm of essential oils for a life of vitality and well-being. Sarah, today's episode about personal somatic release. Somatic release is a big buzzword, but we broke it up for you in a previous episode. Sarah and I help you define exactly what somatic release is. We steered you away from the propaganda of, oh, if it's somatic release, I I should pay more, or it's it's special. My friends, it's been around before I was born. It's been around for a very long time. As Sarah's gonna re-explain what somatic release is, this episode is gonna tie in some really powerful tools and some powerful insights on how you can incorporate your essential oils to get the somatic release that you you and your body desperately need and desire. Okay, so let's again define somatic and define what it means. Somatic, basically, it just means of the body, right? It just means of the body. It's it's not as like complicated or mystical as you would think. And a somatic release just is a series of small movements or tools that helps to relieve pain and tension um when we have when we have stuff going on that has to do with the mind, body, and spirit, all three combined. And generally that's when we have some um emotional some emotional pain causes our physical pain. Okay. 95% of what you're experiencing with your physical pain has to do with your emotional pain. Okay. And I'm going to say that probably a hundred more times, Mm -hmm. 95% of your physical pain stems back to something emotional, whether it be emotional trauma from the past, baggage, um, just different emotions. It can even become an inherited emotion. I mean, like I could go into some seriously in-depth all about your baggage and your emotional baggage, but just know Somatic release just simply means we're releasing emotional baggage, we're releasing that through the body. Mm-hmm. We have stored it. emotions throughout our entire body. Majority of these stored emotions, if we store them, we're holding on to them for no reason. Truly. I mean, I'm not going to, I guess I could simplify it even further, but you get the idea. We don't need to hold on to it but our body does a very good job of protecting itself from any kind of stress, worry, things that may cause harm. 
emotions do cause physical harm because we are getting a physical response from them. So what Sarah just said, the 95%, my friends, please, I invite you in and have this episode and any other informational outlets you have in regards to your overall wellness, dive into this because your, your worth and your worth is more than what you, what you personally believe it is now. We're worth so much more and there's so much more to experience in life. And I'm speaking from personal, personal situations. I get in my own way. And when I don't do the work to release these emotions that no longer serve me, who's left in, who's left behind? I am. So it's time to stand up. It's time to step into your brilliance and this episode of, you know, releasing emotions through somatic work is going to be a great one for you. So, you know, when we're talking about pain, physical pain, because that's, well, that's kind of like, okay, think of it this way. Physical pain is kind of like your check engine light. It's kind of like your body's way of saying, Hey, Hey, there's something going on here. Pay attention to me. Take now, a look. <laughs> Here's, you got two options at this point, right? You can either, if your check engine light comes on, what are the two things that you could possibly do? You could take it into your mechanic or your whatever, car repair place or something like that and have it checked or you could just take the light bulb out. Yeah, you can clear it without really clearing it. (laughs) Well, what I mean is like, you could take the light bulb out, but that's still not gonna take away the, the problem. Correct, I agree. You can take, you can, you can use over-the-counter medications to find relief from that um, particular symptom. Yeah. Kind of like just taking out a light bulb. You can take a light bulb or take out a little fuse thingy and turn off that light. Mm -hmm. But just because you've turned off that light or you've taken away the indicator, that doesn't mean it's gone. It doesn't mean that whatever is the root cause of that problem isn't still popping up. Yeah. We're not masking emotions here. We're not masking our physical ailments. We're getting to the root cause, like Sarah just said. And it's so powerful and and exciting when you step into that. Yeah. So let's, let's dive a little bit deeper. Let's, let's go just a little bit deeper and let's talk about some of the different um, different common areas that we, what that I hear about a lot from different clients of where they have pain and feel free to add your own to this list. But like number one thing I hear from people, shoulders, shoulders, mm-hmm. next would be neck. There are a lot of neck pain, shoulder pain, headaches, that type of thing. I hear a lot of mid back, low back, Upper back. I hear a lot of back issues at back in general. Yeah. Same. Hips, mm-hmm. hips, big time. Hips, 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 hips. And hips knees. are huge and knees. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when do, what do we hear about? We hear about hip replacements. We hear about knee replacements, right? Mm-hmm. Shoulder replacements. We hear about shoulder surgery. Think of all these different things that we are having replaced But yeah. are we, are we doing the work of the emotion of the underlying emotional pain 
that is causing some of our um, systems to be disrupted. Well, that's a, I mean, oof, this is a, this could be a very heated and, and lengthy conversation. So Sarah and I are going to shrink it down for podcast podcast size bite. But you said something just like 50 seconds ago, and it made me think in our Western society, in our Western medication, we treat or we're given treatment for the symptoms. Okay. What we're saying in this episode is rather than treating the symptoms, let's treat the root cause. Just like PT, you were talking about neck, hip, shoulders, you know, all these major joints and all these replacements that people are having with their knees and hips and shoulders and infused necks, which I have a very dear friend of mine that had to infuse her neck for a multitude of reasons. But part of that is the emotional underlining issue attached to it that Western society doesn't necessarily talk about because they don't understand it. We're here to help you understand the connection and Sarah, do you want to pick an, uh, an ailment or a body part so we can kind of niche down? Yeah, actually I do. Cause I think I've seen a lot of, um, uh, kind of ads lately on social media for hip trauma, right? Like trauma that's stored in the hips. I've seen a mm -hmm. lot of this. It's, it's, um, it's kind of like a buzz topic again is just kind of like all the trauma that's stored in my hips and weight release and, and, and different things. And I'm not going to say that releasing weight and hip trauma are not related. They, they very much are. Mm -hmm. but what I am going to say is a lot of your hip trauma, a lot of the trauma or emotions, which can feel like trauma. If you haven't, you know, a lot of people think trauma has to be massive, right? They think right. it has to be really big child abuse or abuse or, um, you know, some big trauma. Some like think, level 10 abuse. Yeah. We, we, so we think it has to be huge, but you know what? Your trauma is your trauma. Your body stores whatever you've gone through. And that's, Nobody can say that your trauma is not more severe than somebody else's. Correct. 1000%. Mm -hmm. So I think we need to dispel that right now. Like your emotions are your emotions and your body has, has um, held onto them in such a way that it's trauma for your body, no matter if it was, you know, being left at school at age six or something. And you know, your mom forgot you or something that can be traumatic. And just because it's not the same, but that can still feel like an abandonment, right? Like that can still be an abandonment emotion that feels very traumatic to a six-year-old. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, I mean, one of the big 10, right? Like rape, Correct. death, abuse, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be a, like some of the big 10. It, it can be something like, hey, age six, I was left at the at school. My mom didn't come pick me up, you know, that type mm -hmm. of thing. And I was at the school for hours and hours and hours. Like that could be a trauma in your past 
that doesn't necessarily, that you would go, well, I was six. That was so long ago. That's so dumb. I, I don't think that that could possibly be what's causing my hips to have issues today. I'm not going to be the judge of that. Neither should you. You should never draw a judge just because you are looking at something from, um, look at it from a six-year-old point of view, mm-hmm. right? You've got to look at, you've got to go back into yourself and look at it from a child's perspective of that trauma. Well, the lens, and I love this conversation. I love this discussion. And I feel like I'm I'm holding back because I don't want to go on a tangent and make this a three-hour episode. But what you just said, yes, let's lean into the fact that we all look through a different pair of, of lenses. And we are incapable of truly understanding and putting on somebody else's lenses to see what they see and hear what they see. It, it, we, we can't, we can't do that, but we can look through our own lenses and experience it for ourselves. And that's what we take home that, and, and that could cause trauma and, and emotional baggage and all of what Sarah just said. I will never be able to, um, see through what Sarah, Sarah's lenses. Cause those are Sarah's glasses, not mine. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and also don't miss what, don't dismiss what you've gone through mm-hmm. as, oh, somebody has got, gone through it worse. Probably somebody has a sadder story than you do. That is absolutely truth. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't diminish what you've gone through. Now I'm not saying you sit in it and you become a victim and like, oh my gosh, I'm the victim of my own. No, you, you are not the victim. You will overcome this, mm-hmm. but knowing, but at least going, you know what? I suffered from an abandonment issue, right? Like I suffered through that and saying, I did that now, of course. Yeah. It's not as bad as like being left in an orphanage in some foreign country and, you know, never knowing who your people are. Maybe being, you know, being missing at the mall for an hour, you know, maybe that doesn't sound as traumatic as being left someplace else. Right. Like maybe that's not as scary you know what, to your, to your body, to your psyche, to your mind, to your emotions, it was traumatic and that's mm-hmm. okay. Now, how do we release it? Ooh, how do we, <laughs> how do we get in there? Right. So, uh-huh. so going back to the idea of hips, because hips have been kind of um this on my mind lately. Okay. And, and full disclosure about, I want to say two months ago, I think it was two months ago. I was having some severe hip issue. I was, it was very painful. I was going to a chiropractor. I went to a massage therapist. I went to all the right people to help me, but you know what it took? It took for me to sit down and really just journal out some of the emotions that went along with this. And so I will full disclosure. It was right. Okay. So Let's, let's talk about the right side and left side and what that means in our bodies. So right side is typically, okay, not always, but typically, and we can go generally because this is what, you know, it's generally what it means is that um, the right side is typically your future. It's, um, and I don't want to like, I say this lightly because I don't want somebody to be like, well, it's, I'm always afraid of the future or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> that it's, 
if you have hip issues, hips tend to be um, moving forward. It tends to be taking steps into the future. And so when you're having right hip, it has to do with giving up, giving parts of you into the future. Maybe it's giving up something from the past in order to get into the future, but it has to do with moving forward into that future. Now, if you, on the flip side, if it's the left side, if it's the left hip, okay, and again, this is just a general statement. This is not gospel, and I am definitely not a doctor, but it has to do with past experiences, memories. If your left hip is starting to give you some trouble, there is some things in your past that are not allowing you to move forward. There are some things in your past that has to do with relationships and receiving love and receiving um, gifts and receiving things into you that have mm-hmm. to do with your left. Okay. So now we've figured out if it's a left hip or right hip, it was right hip pain for me. Okay. So full disclosure, right hip pain. What does that tell you? I had some fears about moving into my future. I had okay. some fears about moving forward and, um, what that looked like and what did my life look like at that point. And I will tell you that at that point, we were doing some um, definite looking at possibly a move and possibly moving um, across the country and, and some different things. And there was some apprehension about what the future was going to look like. There was some, some parts I was holding back on. I didn't want to really do this. But I had to write it all out. And I, I journaled a lot. I journaled a ton, just writing it out, writing it out, writing it out, writing it out. That helped a little bit. Okay. This is where all of the things, all of the tools that you have can come into play. Because when you are in pain, we want to throw everything we've got at it, right? So I definitely went to the chiropractor. And did, what, what did he say? Oh my gosh, Sarah what have you done to yourself? He's like, he's my chiropractor, right? He knows my body. And he knows that I'm super in tune with my body. And he's like, your hips are all off. You've got, you've got your left hip is, is back too far. Your, your right hip is too high. Like everything is just off. And so he course did that. Uh, he, he adjusted me. I went to a massage therapist. He's fantastic. Awesome. Deep tissue massage therapist. I love him. Um, fan- phenomenal, happy with him. Um, and I did some of that journal release. Okay. So I did all those things. I was still having some issues, right? So then I go through, I'm an emotion code, um, practitioner, body code practitioner went through, did, did some emotional release, physical, um, some emotional release on myself still needed to do some more stuff. So what did I turn to next? I turned to stretching, did all the things, was working on it, did some stretching on myself. And as I was stretching, I imagined all of these emotions that I was coming up, just leaving my body. So I would do some stretches and I would lay there and hold that stretch for a really long time. And I imagined that these emotions left my body, these fears. And I named all my fears, named them every single one of them. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of what this is going to look like. I'm afraid I'm going to lose momentum. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to keep moving forward and the rate I'm going. All the things. 
And through all of those, using those tools, was finally able to get relief. And I used a lot of oils at that time. I looked it up. What was fear? Right. So I looked up fear in my book, my handy dandy book. And I looked through all the fear oils. So I was using cypress. I was using um, juniper berry. I was using all these different oils and I was applying them onto my hips as I was trying to do all of the things and all of it together released what I needed to release. Yeah. I love it. I, I love the process of releasing emotions through essential oil work and the somatic release, you know, and we're throwing that word in because it's relevant, not because it's a hype word. It's, it's relevant to each and every one of us. And if you have essential oils and you're listening to this podcast, it's because you have, you have adopted this modality of wellness into your routine in some form or fashion. And so the, the conversation around your hips, holding your emotions, right or left side, right side being your future, left side being past experiences and or memories, you know, I, no wonder it is a very, I don't know, like a very, I don't even know what the word is, a, a very common joint within our body that gets replaced. Knees. I wonder what is mostly replaced in our bodies. Is it knees or hips? I don't know. That's a Google question. That is and a Google question. I'd be fascinated to know, but what's hiding underneath it? And how can we move that energy, that stagnant energy and release it? So Sarah, because of your hip, let's talk about that. The emotions that reside is stuck, feeling traumatized, indecisive, unsupported. What are some I, of the oils? I felt like I went through a lot of that. Like yeah. a lot of those emotions, like when I was writing things down, I was going through each one of those. And I remember um, very specifically writing certain things that went along with a lot of those emotions. So um, the oils, some of the oils I used to support myself were like, Juniper berry, right? Because juniper berries with a fear. And um, when I was feeling stuck and frustrated, um, I was using Roman chamomile. And I was using cypress because cypress helps motion and flow, right? To to move things forward, to kind of get things moving. And mm -hmm. so these are just some of the things. I used personally, of course, I tried, I, I tried deep blue. I used my deep blue. I'm not going to say I didn't use deep blue. Definitely use my deep blue. I definitely use my copaiba. I definitely use my frankincense, but I felt like I had the best releases when I stuck to the oils that really resonated with the emotions that I was feeling and going for and releasing each one of those and doing those, those stretching movements just really simple hip flexor type um, stretches, really easy. Um, and doing those often and sometimes doing those before I went to bed at night and doing those in the morning when I first, not when I first woke up, because I will tell you right now, do not do stretches when your muscles are cold. Never stretch cold muscles, then you'll add injury. So always stretch warm muscles. Muscles that have been warmed up throughout the day are the best time to stretch. It's usually at night because your muscles are all warmed up through the day. Do not stretch cold muscles at that. 
Well, Sarah, I, I love listening to you. And I love the fact that there's a multitude of oils that you've turned to for it. One of the emotions that is linked to the hip specifically is like feeling stuck, right? Unsupported, AKA mm -hmm. stuck. And I personally have been leaning on green mandarin. So I want to highlight green mandarin. And I know we've highlighted this oil in previous podcasts, but I don't care. This is our podcast and we get to talk about whatever we want. And right now I want to remind and invite y'all in to green mandarin. It's you guys, first of all, it smells delicious. It smells amazing. I've been putting it in my water as well. I am just trying to get to it. So green mandarin, and I know Sarah said it, and I've probably said it. It's the oil of pure potential. If you are out there listening right now, and if you've had any discomfort in your hips, there's a possibility, okay? There is a percentage, a possibility that there is some emotions of feeling stuck. So let's help move it. Green mandarin in your water, if you consume essential oils as an adult internally, and it's doTERRA, a couple drops in your water a day, diffuse it in your diffuser, all a cart, or put it with other oils like wild orange, frankincense, you do you. I can't tell you what to put in your diffuser. I just can invite you into those things. But it, the green mandarin is the unripened fruit of a mandarin tree, and it shares similar char characteristics with its ripe counterpart. It is an excellent tonic to aid individuals in returning to childhood delight and simplicity. And for me personally, when I get, when I have a flood of emotions, a flood of negative or altering emotions, I get, I, I sit in that space of feeling stuck. Well, that doesn't do me any good, but within that space, the, the childhood delight, the excitement, the simple joys that life brings us every single day can be very hard for me to physically and emotionally feel and see. It's like my blinders are on. I put another pair of glasses on that that I can't see through properly. I'm in that gunk. I'm in that muck. Y'all, I don't want to be there. I didn't want to be there. So this green mandarin has come in clutch. I am so glad. And with the repetition of me learning about these oils in the manner that Sarah and I do and the manner that we coach on weekly, I love that green mandarin has been able to come in, be like, hey, Vicki, you're good. Like, you're really going to be fine. And you're not going to give yourself permission to sit in this muck. We're going to get up and I'm going to put on the right glasses for you. You're going to be able to step into that childhood energy, that love and excitement, because this oil reminds us that, um, that with, with every action that we take, there's a potential for really great things to come. Does that make sense, Sarah? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, like green Mandarin is pure potential, right? And, and what better oil to use? to help us with finding that potential and moving forward from some of that muck that we might be suffering and sitting in 
and and finding that our because when we are living our 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 truest potential we are we are doing what we came to this planet to do yeah. and that's it feels good <laughs> it feels amazing and you don't feel stuck when you're doing that you don't feel like you're in the um stagnant area of your life when you are living in your fullest potential and doing the things that really spark and light your fire mm -hmm. really living into that purest potential you're on fire you're not stuck you're not stagnant you're not you're not sitting in that victim mentality you are moving forward in your life yes and i want you to envision with me real fast of any child in your life that you know of and they are between the ages of two and five years old. Hey, do you want to go to the park? Like for my niece, hey, do you want to go to the park and play on the slide? Are you going to get the reaction of, mm, no, thanks. I'm good. No, you're going to get that childhood like, heck yeah. Yes. Let's go play in the sand, play on the slide. Let's have some fun. The only emotion that there is joy and abundance, excitement. You can't duplicate it. You can't replicate it in any manner. It's just pure. And that's what I get when I choose into green mandarins energy and frequency and take, I take it internally y'all like for me and my protocol is I take it internally and I diffuse it in my office. And that's been really helpful for me to shift from that poor me, pity me, I don't stay there long. I don't, I've, I've done a lot of healing through emotional work, but I'm still human guys, right? We're all going to fall every now and then, but the time for me to get up is a lot faster. So for me, yeah, my friends, green Mandarin, I was going to say green energy, <laughs> green Mandarin has been where it's at to help me see my purest potential, that childlike joy of like going to the park and playing on that swing and sliding down that slide. That's the energy and frequency that is brought back to life for me. I love that. I love that. So my only suggestion to use with green Mandarin is actually to use it on those areas where like, if you feel like your hits are, maybe you're like, Hey, I have some right hip issues. Could this work for me? Try it. Rub a little bit onto the hips. And maybe after your shower, rub a little bit on, right? Like, try it. And then while you're doing that, think about, okay, am I feeling stuck? Am I feeling stagnant? Am I feeling joylessness? Am I feeling, what am I feeling? And, and, and name what you're feeling and going through that, rub that on the hip, then do some, some, maybe some stretches, maybe massage it in. Maybe you're going to get your knuckles in there and you're really going to dig in. Like that's what I liked. So, you know, you're going to dig into that a little bit. Maybe you're, maybe it's going to be a really light touch. Maybe that's what your body needs. Maybe it needs to move some lymph. Or maybe it just needs some light touch, maybe some dry brushing, something like that. I don't know. I don't know what your body needs, but you know what your body needs. Mm -hmm. And I invite you to sink into that and to really just feel what, what is it? What does my body need? And start learning how to work with your intuition and work with your inner knowing. And your body's going to tell you, just like that check engine light is coming on, your body's going to also tell you what it's needing. 
So with that, my scoop of the day with oils is cypress. So I've kind of talked about cypress. Cypress is the, the oil of emotion and flow. And it really helps when you are in that stagnant muck. It helps get that gets your energies flowing again. It helps to move things and get things so you're more fluid, right? It's an amazing oil for physical, right? It's really great for circulation and getting things moving. It's it's amazing. Um, it's also really great for chi work. So if that's something you're really into, this is a perfect oil to be using. Helps the soul to let go of the past by moving with the flow of life. And sometimes when we're stuck, we've, we're not moving with the flow of life. We're trying to control it. We're trying to stop it. We're trying to, we're trying to manipulate it somehow. Now I know I'm, this is totally being vulnerable and this is totally being open and honest with you is I know at that moment when I was dealing with this, I don't want to do this. Do I, I was trying to control the outcome. And instead of just allowing things to flow in the timing and in the natural state of things and led, allowing that to go, I was trying to control it. I was trying to stop the flow. I was trying to stop moving of what needed to happen in my life. And when you start doing that, trying to control all and micromanage different parts of your life, guess what? It doesn't work very well because you're, you're supposed to move. You're supposed to have fluidity. You're supposed to have motion and flow. You're not supposed to stand still forever. You're supposed to allow things to unfold naturally and allow um, your worries and to let go of that need of controlling things and step out of the way in order to find your real self. Mm -hmm. So again, using Cypress on, you can use along your spine, you can use it on the bottoms of your feet. You can use it in that place where you're starting to have that check engine light come up. Use it on the knees, use it on your hips, use it on the back of your neck. It's going to help with that circulation. But also look, hey, am I being stubborn about something? Am I trying to control something? Am I trying to get my own, do I feel unsupported? What is it that I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. Go with that and start using your oils in the somatic release to help your body release what is no longer serving them. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Essential Oil Scoop. If you've enjoyed today's scoop on essential oils and want to stay updated with our latest episodes, exclusive content, and special offers, be sure to follow us and opt into our exclusive newsletter. Just head on over to our website, theessentialoilscoop.com forward slash newsletter and opt in today. For more wellness tips and monthly inspiration, connect with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube, the Essential Oil Scoop podcast. And please feel free to share and tag us on all of your essential oil adventures using the hashtag the essential oil scoop. Remember your wellness journey is our priority. We are here to help and support you every step of the way. Thanks again for being part of our essential oil family until next time.